Hypocrisy's the best part I say Wish for change but lazily Hey everyone, it's your boy Trav, and I am super excited about this series of interviews that I did uh, today, Sunday, January 30th. Um, I had the opportunity to chat with five members of the Section 1 East Green Wave uh, girls hockey team. Uh, They're in their second year uh, as a sanctioned, sectioned varsity sport. Um, I chat with uh, Brady Whirl. I chat with Eileen Mazzaro. Mo Poli and Wallace Kelleher. All four of them are players on the team. I also had the chance to chat with Stacy Whirl, who is the head coach uh, of the of the team and is also one of the driving forces, one of the catalysts behind uh, this movement. Uh, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You know who this is. It's your boy Trav, and I am pleased to be joined by Brady Whirl. Number 34 for the Section 1 East Green Wave. She's a center. She's talking to me from a rink in Connecticut because she's got a game coming up in a little while. And then tonight she's got another game. So we know how these hockey kids are with all these games and all this travel. They love it. Brady, thanks so much for coming on. I'm excited to have you here. How's it going this morning? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good morning. I'm awesome. I am awesome as well. This is going to be a great episode. We've got three more of your teammates coming on. We're going to do like a double episode. We're going to have your mom on as well. So let's jump right into it. Uh, just a quick a bio though. Brady World, John Jay Freshman, was on the team as an eighth grader last year named All League, All Section 2021. Brady, first question I have for you. You've been on this journey with your mom since day one. Tell us a little bit about how the program evolved. Yeah, well, I mean, um, my mom was a big founder of this program and getting girls hockey in section one. I remember I was probably in fourth grade, so I was nine years old um, when she was starting to get on calls on ADs and putting this all into action. Um, And I just got to see uh, just uh, it evolve and really every aspect of the program going from a club to high school and just seeing the girls and the way they've gotten better. And now, you know, I'm a freshman and I'm 14 and just, I think the skill level of the girls that I'm playing with just really, it's really, really high. Um, And so getting to watch it over five years, you know, into what it's become, I think is just really, really special. And I'm so you know, fortunate to be a part of that. Um, and you know, just to watch it and I'm just, I'm so excited for where it's going to go in the future. You know, I do want to jump in and add to that. I remember your mom invited me to an informational meeting for parents and players, uh, down at the ice hutch. Uh, and I remember watching your mom on the ice doing like, you know, close contact, close area drills, uh, with the girls and just to watch it go from an informational meeting uh, 
to, you know, club to now a section, two section one teams that are, I, I know your team has been traveling a lot to Lake Placid and to other parts of the state. And I know the upstate teams have been chomping at the bit to, to mix it up with you as well. So it's great to see how this really has evolved. Um, you kind of touched on this a little bit in your previous answer. Where do you think the high school program and the girl and girls ice hockey in section one is going? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's growing every day. Um, just from my own school, John Jay cross river. I know about six kids in the middle school who, you know, play and they're playing at a high level and they're excited to become a part of it and have just a, league where they can play with other girls at a high level um so i think we're gonna continue to expand and grow and you know the interest of girls as well who want to play and we'll see the positivities of being on a girls team um and so yeah i mean i'm i'm just excited as i was excited to watch it grow to here i'm even more excited to watch where it goes in the future. Uh, and I think it's great that you have that personal connection in terms of the fact that your mom has been one of the driving forces behind this movement, one of the catalysts, if you will. Um, you and I touched on this a little bit before we started recording, um, but I certainly want you to elaborate on it so the listeners can hear it as well. What has the experience been like for you being one of the Northern Section 1 schools? You have 6 a.m. practice at Homics in Larchmont on Wednesdays. That's almost an hour away. Even though my geography, my Westchester geography is not great, it's getting better. But I know it's almost an hour drive from where you are to uh, Homics. What time do you get up and what drives you to get down to practice then back up to John Jay for school? Yeah, I mean, you know, the wake up is a little hard. I'm not exactly a morning person, but um, I think just I always look forward to it on Tuesday night. Um, it doesn't really matter what we're doing, what time it is. Just I think the group of girls on this team is so special that, you know, you can't put us in a certain situation where we won't just have a blast with each other. So I think, you know, looking forward to seeing them in our 5 a.m. Duncan runs um, on the way to practice are, you know, it's it's definitely not something that I don't look forward to. So I'd say I get her up, up around 4.15 on Wednesdays, um, along with a few other days where I just skate in the morning. Um, and then, yeah, it's just, it's down to the rink. We skate for about an hour. In the mornings, we, on Tuesdays, we do film usually. So it's nice to kind of put that into perspective and like put that into play. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people will probably see, you know, Oh, you, you got to wake up at four fifteen to practice in the morning, but I love it. You know, I didn't play growing up. I can't even skate, you know, I'm being very transparent and honest with you right now, but the one thing I've learned from covering this game uh, the last handful of years is that, you know, it is a commitment. Uh, it, you know, whether it's traveling and playing multiple times during the day at a tournament, whether it's getting up at 4.15 and then driving that hour to put in the work. So stick taps definitely to you and to everybody else who who's grinding it out every day. Um, we're going to switch gears here. I just want to find out from uh, from you, 
just uh, these next couple of things. How do you relax and unwind after a game? You know, you've got a tilt in Connecticut. Then you're going to head down to a Sporto later on. But how do you relax and unwind after a game, Brady? Um, after a game, so usually the rinks that we're at, that me and Peyton play at, my twin sister, they're usually a good hour and a half away from, from my house. Mm-hmm. So we are good Taylor Swift in the car after a game. It really helps just, you know, calm your nerves. And we, my sister and I, we both have notebooks where we, um, after every game, you know, write the team and how many points, how many goals, and just some notes. So we'll do that after the game together and kind of go through so we're always improving. But just, you know, drinking, drinking a chocolate milk, stretching out a little bit once you get out of the car and you know usually especially on Sundays like today we'll have multiple games in a day so doing homework when you get home and just you know kind of chilling out with your dog is really really the best way to sort of unwind and then re-prepare for the next challenge. You know I do have to I have to apologize I forgot to mention that you do play with your sister so there are you know, multiple familial connections uh, related to the sport of hockey. And certainly I chatted with your mom last week about your brother as well, too. Maddie's really doing well um, yeah, with his pursuit of the game, too. Um, yeah. Favorite pizza topping, Brady? I'm a plain. I'm a plain pizza. Um, my, my sister actually always gets the same exact pizza flavor. She gets pepperoni and olives. Mm. And I dislike both of those things. So okay. we usually go half and half on that. Okay. Um, you know, again, there's nothing wrong with a good emphasis on the word good, plain cheese slice. That's right. Um, That's 100% right. What is and your – go ahead. Every time we get pizza, we always would take a slice of plain pizza and, you know, give it a rating, one out of ten. We do that for pretty much in my family – all the popular foods that you could get. Okay. And it, I don't know. It's like a it's a fun tradition that we do. Rumor has it the bar stool guys stole their whole pizza rating yeah. thing from you. So I'm just oh, putting it on record. I'm putting it on record now. Um, yeah. What is yeah. what? What's your go to ice cream flavor? Go to ice cream flavor. I. Hmm, that is a good one. <laughs> I'm a cookie dough. Yeah, okay. And I like saying that because I had it last night. <laughs> I am a cookie dough, uh, brownie, uh, chocolate chip, anything along those lines. As a matter of fact, there's an ice cream shop less than five minutes from our house. Seasonal, it's not open now. They make something called brookie dough, which is brownie pieces and chocolate chip cookie pieces in yeah. vanilla ice cream, which is like outrageous. My favorite. Yeah. Um, I, go ahead. Well, I like going to like the the little shop places and getting whatever like special one of a kind ice cream they only have there. I think that's much more fun than like getting the same thing every time. Yeah, I agree. Um, whenever we travel, summer breaks, you know that kind of thing, we find an ice cream stand and, and I always look for the unique flavor. Um, actually, the ice cream stand that's near us was featured in the film, The Irishman, which is out on Netflix now, which is pretty cool too. Um, 
what you talked about Taylor Swift earlier. I'm certainly not trying to make a connection here, but what's the worst song on your personal playlist right now? Or most embarrassing song, if you will. Most embarrassing song. Hmm. You know what? I do. T- Taylor Swift is not embarrassing. Right. I'm a huge Swifty. Yeah. I listen to it all the time. Um, like when I'm when I'm shooting pucks, when you're shooting pucks in the same and Taylor Swift, you just you cannot go wrong. Okay. You know it's gonna be like the best set that you've ever done in your life. You're just hitting crossbars. Um, most embarrassing song. I think I'm I'm trying to think about one of my playlists. That's maybe maybe, like, maybe a song, Brady, maybe a song that was popular a couple of years ago. It was one of those tunes and now you're like, huh. Yeah, Katy Perry. California girls. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also, I'm a big, which I actually get made fun of for a lot. I'm a big country music fan. Ah, there's nothing wrong. So, I to don't... me, that is not embarrassing at all. But to a lot of other people, especially hockey teammates on both of my teams that I play on, right. are just not. Uh, actually, a few weekends ago, uh, we went up to Lake Placid, our high school team, and we had a senior um that we just brought up with us uh and she never listened to country music before we said a few practices earlier we were like oh you're gonna you're gonna get four hours of country music she's like oh my god this is horrible but we drilled it into her and i think i think she warmed up to it i'll admit country is not my favorite genre of music but there are some like pop country artists like dan and shay i like their stuff like i don't know if you consider them to be country per se but there are some more pop country influenced artists or songs that i do like yeah my most embarrassing stuff is uh kesha um oh yeah <laughs> yeah i'm uh you know and actually i don't have anything on my playlist and and uh, i'm just gonna throw this out there i actually saw iggy azalea this summer she opened for pitbull at uh, Bethel Woods, and I only knew Fancy and Black Widow, and she brought it. Let me tell you, um, I might actually have to put some Iggy Azalea on my playlist. All right, just a couple more for you before I let you go because you got that game to get ready for. One word to describe your coach. One word to de- describe my coach, my mother. Yeah. <laughs> Passionate, Not- definitely. Yes, yes. She has never been a person to do something with half effort. Nope. I think from the very beginning, you know, when I was nine years old and she's saying, you know, I'm doing this for you so that you and your sister have a chance to play um, at the high school level. I think she's always just been in it 100%, no matter, you know, how many other crazy 20 other things she's juggling with her life. Um, She's there for every player and parent. She's there for me and my sister um, and my family. And I think that's, you know, really the the most special thing about her was that she didn't just, you know, take this on and do it, you know, to, not to the, she did it to the best of her ability. And I think that really shows, you know, to where we are today. And, you know, even as a coach, not even as a founder, as a coach, every practice and every game, she's trying to, you know, hype everybody up and build the culture of it, you know, not as, She's building the skill and she's building the culture of the team. Um, and she's really pushing the future of the program. So definitely passionate. Yeah. Passionate about what she does. 
um, whether it's this or her job as a physical education teacher or, you know, professor at Manhattanville College. She really, I think I really admire that about her, how much she, how much effort she puts into things. I, I wholeheartedly agree with your assessment. You know, I had the pleasure of having your mom on the show and, you know, meeting her and talking with her and, and our interview today is the result of her giving me a buzz. And we, we chatted for a good, good half hour. I said, well, let's get, let's get some people on and let's start talking about the good things, the great things I should add that, uh, that you're doing. Um, funniest player in the locker room or on the bench who keeps you loose during the games. Funniest player. You could put uh, yourself in there too, if you want. I can't, I don't know. I think I'm pretty funny. Um, funniest player would definitely have to be Maya Doofy. Okay. She's hilarious. All right. You, and you need players like that. Like if the game's not going your way or it's a tough loss, okay. you need someone to bring some levity to the room. Um, favorite professional hockey team, two more, three more, and then we're done. I'm a Bruins fan. Okay. Yeah. I'm all New England. I'm actually, I'm named after Tom Brady. Okay. Hey, what are you what what are your thoughts on him calling it a career? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's you know everybody I was hesitant to repost all the in ESPN and yeah. everything my story because I we need to hear it from him. I so think. you're so you're not convinced that it's he's done. I'm not convinced. Okay. I'm not convinced. Once uh, we hear it from him, yeah. I'll do the you know, the, I mean, the, the expression is once you hear it from the horse's mouth, but in this case, once we hear it from the goat's mouth, then we yes. can, we can, you know, post it and comment on it. Um, yeah. Favorite professional hockey player, past or present? Favorite professional hockey player. Doesn't have to be a Bruin. And it could be somebody who played, you know, a few years ago and maybe retired or they're playing right now. Um, I think, so I work at a summer camp mm -hmm. called Townsend Hockey Camp, um, and Graham Townsend, he was a Bruin, and he was one of the first African-Americans to ever play in the NHL. Awesome. Um, and he has always been a huge mentor to me. I was lucky enough to be a junior counselor at camp over the summer, and I've been going for, I'd say, like four years. My mom works there. My two brothers work there, and me and my sister were able to JC there. And he just, you know, his stories and um, all the adversity he faced in, the, in his life, I think is always really inspiring to me. So just, you know, getting to know him, he's definitely, definitely my favorite NHLer of all time. That is an excellent answer, Brady. And I appreciate Thanks. you, you know, sharing that and making that connection and, and letting people know a little bit of a history of Graham Towns. And I think that's great. Um, last question. We've talked about a lot. Um, as I sit here talking to you, I'm, this is really good stuff. So I might wind up just releasing each individual interview with you, your three teammates and your mom is like just separate five yeah. separate episodes. So I we, mean, so I we can focus and I concentrate on this and not, you know, you know what I mean? So, um, Last thing, is there anything else you want the listeners to know about the Section 1 East Green Wave that we haven't already discussed? I mean, I think the biggest message 
I want to get across to anybody listening is just the level of play and the skill level that I'm playing with right now. Um, I think we're often underestimated just because, you know, we this is our second year as high school program and, you know, all of that. But I think, you know, this year we're, we're going to, we're trying to, you know, go to States and everything. And just, you know, the group of girls, I keep, kind of going back to when I was nine years old and this was all starting and we were a club team and we were taking kids who had never even, you know, put on a pair of skates and now, you know, watching it grow and now, you know, the team that I'm on and the kids that I'm playing with and, you know, the different programs they come with, the different um, top tier one programs that they're coming from and they made the decision to play on this team and play with other girls. And I think that just makes the skill level of the game and the speed of the game that much quicker. And I know, you know, every time I'm getting out on the ice and getting a good workout and I'm, I'm competing against kids that are really, really good hockey players and good athletes. So I think that is the message that I would want to get across to anybody that this isn't sort of, you know, like a wreck, like, we've been a program for two years kind of thing. You know, this is really, this is serious. And these are kids who are really passionate about the sport who are choosing this path. Uh, That is a fantastic message and a great way to wrap up uh, a stellar interview. And I don't use that word lightly. Um, I'm really excited for tonight's game because I'm going to be very honest and I'm a little embarrassed to admit this. I haven't watched a girls hockey game live I've seen bits and pieces of it on social media or on television, but to like watch a game from start to finish of just all girls, I'm super excited for that. So Brady, thank you. I've been chatting with Brady Whirl, number 34 center for the Section 1 East Green Wave. I've had a blast talking about everything from the origins of the program and the league to favorite ice cream flavors, pizza toppings, and uh choices and and tastes in music brady best of luck today in connecticut best of luck tonight at sporto and best of luck with the rest of the season and the postseason and just everything thank you yeah thank you so much thanks for having me on oh it's my pleasure this is your boy trav and you are listening to hv pucks I hope you enjoyed this episode of HV Pucks. Uh, This season has been a lot of fun. Uh, It feels really good to be back at the rink and uh, behind the microphone. So keep it here uh, for news, updates, information, interviews. You can find me on Twitter at TravJax71 and on Instagram at T-R-A-V underscore I-S underscore Jackson on Instagram. Uh, This is your boy Trav and I'll see you at the rink.